So we've been doing a series on sonship. Um, today, we're going to do the technon child. So we did the nepios, which is an infant. Then we did the pation, which is a little child. And now we're going to do the technon for today. We're going to do the technon. So we're dealing with the high schoolers. We're dealing with the high schoolers. We're dealing with those who want to emancipate themselves from household. You can't wait to leave the house. Y'all, oh, my God. These are the rough days. These are the rough days. These are the tough times in growing up. And so we're going to talk on a technon child on today. How many of y'all growing? Okay. Yeah, I got to tell me when y'all not. So, now, with the tech non-child, as we can see, it's a high schooler, okay? But with the tech non-child, this is where you are expected to see some type of conformity, all right? You are expected to see some type of conformity. You are expected to see some type of growth. Why? Because you have been in the father's house for so long. You have been watching him. You have been talking to him. You have been hearing his voice. And so now there should be some growth. The thing about the tech nine child also is that the relationship is so strong that he loses the guilt conscious. He loses the guilt conscious, okay? The shame of sin. How many of you know sin going to happen? Now, that's tough to say in the church because we were trained that once you got saved, you would never, ever sin again. And if you did sin again, every time you sin, you need to repent. You need to ask the Father to forgive you because I'm not quite developed yet. That's silly. All right? You don't, ha you don't have to vocally say it, but you do have to have a repentant heart. Now, the voice of the Father has been engraved in your soul at this place, at this time. Now, this is very dear to me because my son is 15 years old. He's right at the age of what a tech nine would be. All right. So what does that mean? That means for the last 15 years of his life, he has been hearing my voice. He has been hearing my voice. I ask my kids all the time, is my voice in your head? And you know what they say? Yep. All the time. They think it's too much. I, the other day, I got ready to, you know, tell my kids, like, okay, some stuff got to change up because you're going to start school. My 11-year-old cuts me off. Yeah, yeah, we know. We got to start back school, so we got to start getting back, you know, with our daily routine. I'm like, okay. She says, you only say it every year. Bam. That's how we want to be with God. That's how you want to be with your heavenly father, to the point where you already know what he's going to say before he opens his mouth. <laughs> You already know what he's going to say. You already know how he feels about this. Amen? So that's what the equivalent of this is. It is the equivalent of having him being in his house because we're talking about growing up. We're talking about growing up in the community, constantly hearing the word. And when you come in as a nepios, we talked about you just don't know anything. You can't help anybody. Then you move on to a pation child. Now you're just a little child. You still can't really help anybody. You can't even help yourself. 
But once you get to the Technon place, we expect you to be able to do some stuff. Certain areas of your life, we expect you to have some type of restraint. You, you're supposed to have that voice at this time. Now, even in the natural, even in the natural, watch this. You know who loses and wins in life? The person who has the voice of their parents in their head. That's the winners and losers in society, is the people who have that voice in their head. If you're walking out in public and you're trying to live that life, and, and I was talking to a guy one day, and he, he told me that when he went to the military and he got around you know, all these different people, he said he called his father and said, I thank you for everything that you instilled in me. Because when he's seen the behavior <laughs> of those who did not have his father, he realized the value of his father. And, that, and at the technon level, this is where you'll come to that point. You'll come to that point. You'll be able to recognize who has the voice and who doesn't. That's why Jesus said it like this. My sheep will hear my voice. And a stranger, they will not hear. A stranger. They will not hear. A stranger, they will not hear. You're his child. Anybody who is speaking contrary to what he says, you're not supposed to hear them. This whole thing about growing is you learning how to hear in the spirit more and more, which means you stop hearing your, you hear your flesh less and less. Why? Because once you have become a God, your flesh is a stranger. Religion is a stranger. Satan, stranger. Haters, strangers. Your self-doubt, <laughs> it's a stranger. My sheep will hear my voice. And a stranger, they would not hear it. That's the whole thing with the tech. Now, see, at the Nepios, can't hear no voice. You don't hear that well. And although you do hear, you still can't respond. Why? Because you're not mature enough to respond. Somebody, watch this, something has to program you. So every, everybody in here has been programmed by somebody whether it was a person or an environment. The whole thing with this walk right here is what we're trying to do is we're trying to deprogram you from those fleshly, those carnal, those ways in which you are not a God. Anytime I do a counseling session, this is the first thing, I, uh, individual counseling session, this is the first thing I tell people. You have a past, you have a present, you have a future. In your past, that's not your fault. Somebody programmed you. But in the present, you can unprogram yourself. You can't do anything about what happened yesterday, last night, 16 years ago, four months, five days ago. You can do nothing about that. But today, you can unprogram yourself. And then you can program yourself for the future that you want. 
Most people are stuck because they don't know that they can program themselves. They don't know that they can unprogram themselves. All you need to do is introduce yourself to different new information. Okay, every, t every time, pretty much everybody who I've spoken to who has come into this ministry or heard what this ministry has done has said that it has changed them. Now, we're talking about people who've been in church for years. You've been in church for years. Why all of a sudden is there growth now? Because somebody programmed you to be religious. So now what you have to do? Unprogram myself. That's why you're going to have to be doing a lot more than what you get here on Sundays and on Wednesdays. You have to get on the podcast. You have to get in the Word. You have to go. You have to pray. You have to do everything that you can to unprogram yourself, to program yourself to be who the Father says you are. Amen? Okay? Because watch this. We hear. And that hearing has to lead us to growing. The hearing has to lead us to a place of maturity. What you hear has to lead you to losing self. Every message you hear about sonship, everything you hear about the Father, is all focused on, what, on you becoming. On you becoming. In religion, you can't become anything. Yell at me. Come on, talk to me. You can't become anything. You can only be, in religion, you can only become a church member, and from a church member, you can grow and become a Pharisee. It is a reason why Jesus told the Pharisees that when y'all send them folks to school, they come back a twofold child of the devil. He said the people that y'all train and raise up, they are worse, in a worse condition than they were before they got saved or before they came into knowledge of the law. Anytime Jesus tells you that your tradition has made the word of God none effect, that's powerful. That's powerful, Dre, that somebody can make God's word none effective. That is the only scripture, that is the only thing in the Bible that says makes the word of God none effect is tradition. Why? Because we're doing God the wrong way. So we have to focus on becoming. All right, let's, let's get into our scriptures for today. Our first scripture is going to come from 1 John chapter 2, verses 1 through 2, 1 and 2. We're talking about the tech nine child on the day. We're talking about the teenage, the teenager. Yeah, Zay. <laughs> Talking about the teenagers. It says, my little children, or my little technon, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. All right? Sin has several definitions to it. All right? I'm going to give you the most elementary definition of it. Sin is basically you doing it different than heaven. That's basically what sin is. Sin is you conducting yourself in a manner differently than heaven would. Why? Because you've been born again. Now you're God's child, so he's expecting you to act like him. Anytime you act contrary to him, that is what is called sin. 
That's why I told you the technon child is, is expected to conform at this, play, at this time. Conformity is expected because we started off basically letting you know that we have to do what? Conform to the image of his son, we us. So he says, my little technos, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteousness. So he's saying, look, technon, I'm writing this thing to you to, because I don't want you to sin. I don't want you to go against what uh, heaven's order. I want you to be informed. You are expected to conform. But if you do sin, I want you to know this. You have an advocate. Now, that word advocate is the same word that is used uh, um, when it talks about the Holy Spirit as a helper, it's a paracletus, paracletus. Now, that root word para, we use it all the time in our language. Parallel, two things running what? Directly next to one another, right? A paralegal, what does a paralegal do? Works next to a lawyer. A paralegal is not the lawyer, but works with the lawyer. Terry said, yeah, I know that one. They act like they do sometimes, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> a paramedic. A paramedic is not a doctor. A paramedic is not a nurse. A paramedic works alongside. We're just going to get you to the doctor. We're going to get you to the nurse. So he's letting you know you have an advocate if you do sin. Now, there are several helpers, okay? That's why the Holy Spirit is known as another helper. Did Jesus not say that? Jesus said, I'm going to send you another helper. So Jesus Christ himself is the helper. He's the helper to the Father. The Holy Spirit is the helper to Christ. That's why the Holy Spirit is called the spirit of truth. But Jesus says, I'm the truth. Because the Holy Spirit reveals the truth about who you are in Christ to your soul. Amen? And so he's letting us know that if anyone sins, you have an advocate. So if, even if you do fall into sin or you make a mistake or something like that, no need to act as if your father's going to abandon you. Why is the Bible constantly letting us know that sin is going to be a part of growing up? He says, if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins and not for ours only, but also for those who are of the world. So the technon child knows, even if I do fall short, my father does not leave me. Now, when you're at the Nepio stage, you don't know that. When you're at the patio stage, you're not sure about that. But at the technon stage, you know that he is my father and he would never leave me. He would never forsake me. Amen. Ooh, Lord Jesus. 
1 John 2, 12, 2 and 12. He says, I am writing to you, little technons. I am writing to you, little technons. Because your sins have been forgiven you for your namesake. Once again, the technon child knows that his sins are forgiven. He knows that the ransom has already been paid. Also, he's not par- the, the technon child is not paralyzed by sin. I forgot who told me. They said they make one mistake and, and they be disconnected for six months. Six, seven months. Some people years. Who have ever made a mistake and, and you've just been disconnected from God for years because you made one mistake? Anyone ever done that? Months? Days? Hours? Minutes? How about Okay. You said now, according to what we teach now, but trust me, before we ran into sonship, every time we made a mistake, we thought that the father was going to leave us. We were actually taught that. We were taught that sin separated us from God. A total lie. We were taught that. That sin separated us from him. But the scripture doesn't say that. So the technon child knows his father and he, he doesn't suffer from sin paralysis. I mean, every time you make a mistake, every time there's a fault, all of a sudden now, it's like you're in a straitjacket. <laughs> you can't move. Come on now, y'all know what I'm talking about. You, you didn't make the right decision, so now he's not going to bless me. When he said he has already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That's why I try to tell people, the father doesn't bless people. He's already blessed you. You just have to tap into it. That's why he says, blessed are the poor in spirit. When you get poor in spirit, the blessing comes to you. When you get meek, the blessings comes to you. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or stand in the way of the sinner, or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Long as you, your delight is in the law, your delight is in his ways, in his name, long as you're not standing in the way of sinners or sitting in the seat of the scornful, and you're not being led by wise, uh, ungodly counsel, he says what? The blessing belongs to you. Blessed are you when you are persecuted for my name's sake. You are blessed. Blessed is the man who put his trust in God. So we don't have to worry about, is he going to bless us? That's why I told you, somebody come give you, I don't care if they come give you $1,000. That's not a blessing. That's not a blessing. It may be a blessing according to your situation. (laughs) You may feel like it's a blessing, but it's not a blessing according to what your father has. It's not a blessing according to your reward. It's not a blessing to the pre, it's not a blessing according to the predestined things that he has for you. When the Bible says, I have not seen, okay, that thousand dollars ain't it. <laughs> I have not seen. Ear have not heard. Neither has it entered into your heart. That little blessing, you can't even imagine. John, now let me stay right there. Why do we think the Bible says where sin did abound, grace did abound even more? 
I told you, if the more sin issues that you have, the, is the more the father tells you, take your butt to church. The more sin issues you have, your father is telling your butt to read the word. Pray. Fast. The more sin issues you have, the father is saying, I need to spend more time with you. This ain't the time to abandon you because you got problems. Plus, I asked you to be my child. I came and got you out to orphanage. John 1, my next scripture. John chapter 1, verses 10 through 12. And it reads, he was in the world and the world was made through him. Who is he? Talk louder for me. Yell at me. Okay, I want to see some of y'all in an argument. Come on now. Thank you. How you be yelling at people? Who is he? Why is he Christ? Can anyone tell me? Why is he Christ in this sentence? Yell it. Come on. No, I mean, I mean, come on. We're here to learn, right? If you knew, you don't need to show up. <laughs> he is the word, right? But why in this sentence would it be he be considered Christ? Because he is a spirit. True. But watch this. It says he was in the world and the world was made through him. The word wasn't made through, a, through the body of Jesus. It was created through a spirit. That's why. You get it? The father said all things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, not perfect. I'm going to give you an example, okay? Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Father is the creator. He the one made the blueprints. Okay? He made all things through Christ. So Christ is the building material. The Holy Spirit is the workers that builds the house. Can you see it? All things were created through Christ, for Christ, and without Christ, nothing exists. That's why he's the door. He's the meat, the bread, the rock. All things were created through him, for him, and without him, nothing exists. The Bible even says he holds all things together. <laughs> so he the nails, the glue, the bricks, the studs. All things were created through him. Not some things, all things were created through Christ. When God said, let us make man in our, our image. He wasn't talking about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not in the image of God. Want me to prove it to you? Y'all want me to prove it to you? All right. All right. Since y'all beg me. Okay. What's the difference between a father and a son? It's obvious. I just said it, right? <laughs> the father is the father and the son is the son. The father didn't come from the son. The son came from the father. So what's the difference between the son and the Holy Spirit? 
Say that. It's right there. I gave it to you. The Holy Spirit is not a son. If the Holy Spirit is a son, then Jesus Christ can't be the firstborn, the only begotten. <laughs> so you have to know those things to know with how they work. It kills me when I hear people say two things about the Holy Spirit. One, that the Holy Spirit is a person. There's nowhere in the scripture that the Holy Spirit is a person. Because if the Holy Spirit is a person, what's his relationship to the Father? Because we know he ain't a son. Y'all thinking, ain't y'all? You have to know the Holy Spirit is a presence. It's a ministry. It's not an individual. It's not a person. There's nowhere in Scripture that says the Holy Spirit is a person. We say it because we hear people say it, and we just repeat what they say. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. The world did not know him. That's why he asked the question, who do men say I am? Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Some say the other prophets. Who do you say I am? You're Christ, son of the living God. Distinction. He said, what did Jesus say? Flesh and blood didn't tell you that, which means he didn't tell you that. He didn't tell him that. He said, my father told you this. The only way you know that the person living inside of Jesus is Christ is that the father had to tell you that because no man can see that. Verse 11, he came into his own. He came to his own. The people he was going to die for. And those who were his did not receive him. Who did they not receive? Christ. <laughs> See, if you don't understand Christ, you, you will never be able to understand sonship. Because if we think that the physical man was God's son, then how do we become spiritual children? If the physical person is God's child, watch this. If the physical person was God's child, there's no eternal life because the body dies. So if Jesus was God's son, he couldn't die. There would need to be no resurrection. But Christ didn't die. Ola gave me a book. I need to still read it. It's, if anytime, when you get a chance, read the book of Nicodemus. It's a book that's missing out the Bible. One of the books missing out the Bible on a conversation that he literally had with Nicodemus. And it explains all that stuff, how he went into hell. Christ went into hell, got the keys to hell, death, and the grave, and then went and got back in his body. I knew the revelation before she sent me the book. Verse 11, he came to his own and those who were his own did not receive him. Here we go. But as many as received who? 
him, Christ. To them, Christ gave the right to become children of God, technons of God. Now, he could have said as many as, as received him, he gave the right to become nepios. Why didn't it say nepios? You would think it would say nepios. He gave them the right to become children of God. You would think that would be infants. You would think even pation. That's closer to, you know, kind of understanding that we just started to walk. But he says as many as receive him, he gave the right to become children of God. Now, what that simply means is this. The technon is the level in which conformity is expected. When conformity has taken place, the relationship is now legitimate. So when he invited you into the family, he didn't invite you just to be in the family. He invited you into the family to become like him. And so when, when the invitation was extended, he was expecting Chris to, to start as a nepios and come to a technon. And once you was at a technon, you knew your father. You understood his kingdom. You have, you've, you've humbled yourself. You can now hear his voice, and that's the place he could not wait till you got. Just like us. How many of y'all couldn't wait till y'all kids turn teenagers so you can at least go somewhere? You still waiting? I feel you. You, want, you can't wait for your kids to turn teenagers so you can, get a, you can get a little time away from them because when they, one, two, three, four, newborn all the way up to what? 12, you got to watch them every step they take. They've been put stuff in their mouth. They didn't climb, they did something. They didn't went on the internet and looked at some stuff. They, so you got to monitor them all the time. He can't wait to the day where I don't have to monitor that one. I can move on to the next one. That's what we're building here. Okay? When, when, when some of you guys come in here, you need special attention immediately. Nothing wrong with that. All right? But it shouldn't be like that 10 years later. Okay, so we give the special attention to hurry up and grow you up so that you can help us give everybody else attention. That's the struggle and the strain on ministry is when you're in the same place year after year, year after year. Nobody's growing. The father looks forward to when his ways actually take root. That's what he's looking forward to. You look forward to the day, you know how you're raising kids, stop, don't, do this, do that, do this. You look forward to the day, you don't have to say that, and they just do it on their own. You just, you look forward to it. <laughs> That's how I talk to my kids. I, I pulled them all together today. Like, look, I told him today, can I, can I share our conversation this morning? Yes, thank you. If he said no, I wouldn't. Okay. I pulled them into, like, look, brother, you didn't take the garbage last night. You didn't do the counters or nothing. Look at your room. Is there anything else you need? 58-inch TV. You got a PlayStation. You got an uh, Apple computer in there. You got everything. You, what else you need? Shoes lined up. What else you need? What, what you need me to do to get you to do? Because I don't want to start taking stuff. <laughs> Y'all hear it in the spirit? He looking at us. I didn't gave you everything pertaining to life 
and godliness. I gave you the kingdom. I gave you the fivefold ministry. I gave you a spiritual family. What, 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 else, what, what else you want? What else you want? You want me to send Jesus back and put him on the cross, right, don't you? You want, you want an angel to appear in here and tell you I'm your father. What, you, what else you need? He said, I didn't give, I've given you everything. I told you, I've gave you, I've given you my son and with him everything freely. You can approach my throne of grace with boldness, with confidence. You won't even pray. <laughs> I had a conversation with them this morning. Like, look, what else y'all need? Just tell me what y'all need. Daddy, get it for you. But I need you to do what you're supposed to be doing. Because the moment you start taking stuff, you start... Now, all of a sudden, you griping and grudging. Well, they always, you know what I'm saying? They don't, you, know, you know how kids get. You know how kids get. We had this conversation this morning. I said, that's what y'all do behind closed doors. Well, they don't, you know, they don't make their bed up. <laughs> Can I parent you? <laughs> or you want to parent me? <laughs> this is where we are. Now, the scripture says that we have the right to become his children. Now, why do we have the right? Why would you even say that? Now, that word right is the word exousia, which means we have the power. It ain't dynamis. It's exousia. We have the power, which means we have the ability and the strength to be like him in every area of our life. No excuses. He said, I've given you everything for life. And for godliness. There's nothing that you need. And I gave it to you so you can be participants of my divine nature. I only gave you the stuff because I wanted you to be like me. That's why I'm here. I'm only here so you can become gods. You better utilize it. That's the only reason I show up. I study to create gods, to make gods, to build gods. I'm not studying to build church members. Okay. Well, I, I didn't even answer my question, did I? Why do, we, why do we have the right? And why is that important? Because the Old Testament didn't have the right. Old Testament saints didn't have the right. Abraham did not have the right. That's why the Bible said they all died having not received the promise. That's why I told you, don't dance like David danced. He didn't have the promise. <laughs> I danced too. If that's my master. But that's why Jesus never danced. Now, ain't nothing wrong with dancing. If you got to get your, you know, ain't nothing wrong with that. I didn't even dance at the club. I didn't. Where, where he did? Oh, right there. <laughs> he used to mess with me because I used to just have this thing where I just hold my drink. Like <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> But if you dance, I don't have nothing against dancing, but I, hate, I can't stand when people act like you're supposed to do that. Like, that's holy. Somebody was telling me the other day that, my dad was telling me the other day that a woman came to him and asked him, when I'm going to get filled with the Spirit so I can dance like them? Y'all heard it, you catch the Holy Ghost. You didn't catch the Holy Ghost. You call flesh-itis, ism, something. But that's why... We have the right because he, the saints did not 
have that authority. The saints of the Old Testament did not have the privilege of ever calling God Father. Not one of them. After Adam fell, the next person on the planet to call God Father was Jesus. Ephesians 5 and 1. This is why he said this. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved technons. So at the technon level, he's expecting you to do what? Imitate him. That word means mimic me. You have to, in this walk, you have to learn how not to be yourself until you become like him. Put everything away and focus on becoming like your father. This is, this is the utmost important thing to him is that you become like him. That's why he says, therefore be imitators of me of God. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. So watch this. You can't imitate until you know you're loved. So why would he tell the technon to imitate him? Because the technon knows his father. He knows he's loved. That's why he's not sin conscious. That's why guilt and shame are not associated with sin. That's why there's no sin paralysis in, in, in the technon's life. At this stage, you make a mistake and you keep it moving. That's why when people call me and tell me that they failed in certain areas, okay, you was worse for you got saved. <laughs> it was worse. You was, a, you was a child of Satan. Now you're a child of God trying to grow and you mad and you, and you think something wrong with you making mistakes. There's no way in the world that you grow up in a natural and don't make a mistake let alone in the spiritual, when you can't even see his world. Who in here sat down and actually sat across from God, talked to him and seen him? Don't lie, because the Bible said no man has seen God at any time and lived. So, <laughs> so, so <laughs> I didn't really expect the answer, but in case you start. <laughs> but based on that, we, we can't see him. We can't see his world. You know, the little visions and stuff, we, that's about it. And that's enough to get us in faith. So he knows there's going to be some, some mistakes. We be sitting there looking at the right thing and do wrong. <laughs> Paul said it like this. When I try to do good, evil present. He said, so, okay, when I'm going to, to do something I'm supposed to do, I end up not doing it. What is that? He said, that's sin in me. That's my flesh controlling me. So there is a time when we say it, like at the Nepio stage. At the Nepio stage, flesh controls you. 100% flesh controls you. At the Pation stage, you lost some flesh, but you're still carnal. At the Technon, you're probably about, uh, you, you're a little better, but you're still carnal. You have not reached the Weas level. When you ask me personally, I think we'll get no higher than 80%. Like, I don't think we'd be 100% gods on this planet. I just don't think that. You know, you can prove me wrong. If, if it's so, I'd be happy to go to 90. I'd just be happy. But I don't think we'll reach further than 80%. Especially if you're married. <laughs> now, y'all thinking I said that for the wrong reason. <laughs> 
All right. The Bible said when you're married, you have to pay attention to the world. OK, when, you, when I, because I'm married to chocolate drop back there. What? Am I, I said something wrong. That's my chocolate. Right there. You better know. Shoot. If man ain't proud of nothing else, he better be proud of <laughs> I have to wind down her and make sure that she looks, feels, smells, and has the things she needs. I have to work. We, we, I have to cater to her flesh when I'm married. So I can't be spiritual all the time. I had a brother who was playing gospel music in the bedroom. We can't do it. Jesus working out somewhere else. <laughs> I'm doing all the working in hell. <laughs> if Jesus won't work it out, get your own wife. You wasn't married. <laughs> Amen. All right, come on now. I heard Jesus fist with me. All right, bro. So he says, therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children. Watch this. And walk in love. So the technon is expected at this point to do what? You expect to walk in love. That word walk means literally to deport yourself from this love here and have heavenly love. He said, walk in love just as Christ. Why Christ? Why not Jesus? Y'all don't want to mess with me. <laughs> Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself for us. Why is he telling us that? Because he said conform to the image of his son. Oh, was you raising your hands or not? Was you raising your hand about Oh, I thought you was raising your hand about <laughs> I caught somebody this corner of my eye. I thought you was, you must be talking, brother. All right. It says, just as Christ also loves you and gave himself for us, what, watch, conform to the image of my son. That's the expectation. When we started at Nepios, that's the direction we're going towards. He's saying, by the time you get to Technon, this is the things you should be doing. You should be walking in love. All right, like I told you, you've been hearing the Father's voice for so long, so long, so long, sermon after sermon, message after message, teaching after teaching. It has to absorb. That's why I did all the teachings on soul absorption. I did a teaching on soul absorption to let you know you can intentionally develop your soul. You can intentionally develop your soul. What is it that you want to be? Find the information and flood your soul with it. If you want to be stupid, don't find nothing. Walk in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us, and offering and sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. So after you do that, He's saying the father will basically be what? Pleased with you. This is the things that please the father. He loves it when we act like him. That's all he's asking us to do. Be me. Galatians 
4.19. My technons, with who I am again in labor until who is formed in them? We're not trying to form Jesus in you. All right? He says, my children, my technons, in whom, with, with whom I am again in labor. You see that? I am again in labor. Again in labor means I'm pregnant again. So he's letting you know, as a leader, it's like an like impregnation when, when we have to take you from Nepios to Pation to Technon. Everyone feels like a labor. It feels like a travail. And we're just trying to push a person through to the next level. He says, I am again in labor. So I labor with you at the Nepios, got you to the Pation. I, I labor with you at the Pation, and I get you to the Technon. I labor with you at the Technon to get you to the Nanisco. I labor with you to the Nanisco to get you to the Wias. But in the end, Christ has to be conformed in you. Why? Because the, your spirit is 100% Christ, but your soul isn't. Your soul thinks like you. Your spirit is 100% Christ. This is the job of the Holy Spirit. This is the job of the fivefold ministry, to conform that mind, to take those habits. To, what, this is how it looks, okay? Because like I told you, you don't just get, get the Holy Spirit and all of a sudden now you're full. It comes in stages, so you get some of the Holy Spirit at the Nepios, you get some of it at the Pation, you get some of it at the Technon, you get some of it at the Nisco, you get some of it at the, the fullness of it at the Weas. That's when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus at the Weas stage, when the Father said, I'm well pleased with you. The reason why it happens like this is because what it means to be full of the Holy Spirit is different than what it means to be filled. Now, I'm going to give you the visual of this, okay? Because the Holy Spirit is a presence that comes upon you and, okay, it is upheld by the army of angels. So this is how this looks when you're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes upon you and angels surround you for the purpose of developing you. Now, my wife said a scripture earlier that uh, <clears throat> the first thing the Holy Spirit ever did on, in, in scripture was hover. Was hover. That word hover in the Hebrew means brood. Brood is what happens when a hen sits on an egg until it hatch. So the, Holy, the job of the Holy Spirit is to rest on you until your soul develops. That's where we get the word comforter. Because the job of the hen was to sit on an egg to keep it at a certain temperature until it hatched. This is what the Holy Spirit does for us. It incubates us. That's why nowhere, everywhere that the Holy Spirit was ever received in the Bible, it came upon a man. It never came into a man. Because the Holy Spirit comes to develop your soul. And watch this. When the Holy Spirit has your mind, your will, your emotions, your aversions, your character, your uh, appetite. When the Holy Spirit has all those, you're full of the Holy Spirit. That's why you need the fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That's why the Holy Spirit says, you grieve me when you don't listen to me. Because I know my job. My job is to develop the child. 
Your job is to allow. It's two scriptures that talks about you grieving. One was the Holy Spirit and the other is the fivefold ministry. We get grieved when we give you information to grow you up. You don't take it and use it. It grieves us. Why? Because we're only here to see you grow. God only calls us so that you can grow. The Holy Spirit said, I'm only here. Look, bro, I'm only here with you for you to grow. If you want to grow, you can use me. If you don't want to grow, I ain't got nothing to say. <laughs> but what we typically use the Holy Spirit for is performance. You know why? Because the only examples of the Holy Spirit that we have is Old Testament. We don't have a lot of examples of New Testament Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said that we would do a greater work. You know what the greater work is? Jesus never got to develop a son of God. He never got to develop a child of God. He never was on planet Earth with somebody like him. When he was on Earth, he was the only one. We doing greater works. Look at this. We're developing people to be just like him. He didn't have the opportunity to develop a wife. Greater works. A whole household of gods. Greater works. We're doing greater works. We think the greater works is we're going to open more eyes. Watch this. What would you, if you was blind, okay, what's, that's not a good example because if you're blind, you want to see, right? Okay. But after you see what now? What now? After you get delivered, what now? You see what a greater work is? A blind man can still become a child of God. A man that can see can still reject. The greater work is us, is what we're doing now, is developing one another, developing. Amen? So, he said, my technons with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in me. Now, Christ still needs to be formed in the technon. You have to go from glory to glory from, and grow in grace. Amen? Now, this is the same recipe that we've talked about with the fivefold ministry as well as we talked about with tutors and guardians. When he says, when well, you are nepios, although you are heir, you own everything, but you need tutors and governors. You need guardians and managers. Paul said it's the fivefold ministry job to do what? Take you from a nepios to a weas. This is all Paul saying. I'm going to labor with you until Christ is formed in you, which is the first one that's a part of our uh, uh, church 101 on why we come to church. I want to ask so bad, who know all three of them? Why we come to church? Oh, my God. See? Say it again. Nope. What was the last one? And co-labor. She said all three of them. Give her a gold star. 
The reason why we come to church is to conform to the image of Christ. You show up here to conform to the image of Christ. That's why you show up, because you want to be a child of God at the highest level. In order to do that, you have to increase your spiritual intelligence, means you have to learn about the Father's world so that you can live from it from planet Earth. And after the culmination of you conforming to Christ and you uh, uh, gaining spiritual intelligence, the end game is co-laboring. That's why Jesus had the tagline, I only do what my father tell me. He said that as a weos. That's weos language. You can say it, but it's a, it's a heart thing. It's easy to say it, y'all feel me? I only do what my father tell me to do. I'm lying. <laughs> I do it sometimes. Come on now. Y'all acting like y'all saved. Ephesians 5 and 8. Uh-oh, here go. This for y'all. You were formerly darkness. <laughs> you were formerly darkness. How many know we were all in the darkness, right? But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as technons of light. Walk as children of light. The nepios is not expected to walk in light. The pation is not expected to walk in light. But at the technon level, you are expected to walk in light. You are expected to be light. You are expected to be salt. You are expected to represent divine truth. Because formerly you were darkness, meaning you were ignorant to your father's world. That's all darkness means. That's why it says when light shows up, it, darkness can't comprehend it, which, which, which means this. Once you are informed, you can't be uninformed. Romans 8.21, it says, that the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. So the creation is waiting for you to hit the technon level so that you can release some glory to set them free. The creation is groaning. The animals, the plants, the trees, the air, the oxygen, wind, water is all waiting on you to get to a place where you can command it. You know why I want you to command it? Because all that was made through Christ and Christ is in you. Why could he walk on water? Because all things were created through him. The water was created. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Y'all ain't pulling me into that. I hear you. So at this point, at this stage, the father expects to see some fruit. He expects to see some fruit. At this stage, he expects to see some love. He expects to see some peace, some gentleness, some kindness. He expects to see it regardless because he said walk in it. He, respects, he expects to see it regardless of what people do to you. 
Because why? You're like him now. Our father's holy. What does holy mean? Yeah. I've been teaching. Y'all been learning. We're going to see. That's one of them. Holy means that you cannot be influenced or sin. You cannot be influenced by evil or inhabited. He expects you not to be influenced by evil or inhabited by evil. So it don't matter if somebody walks to you and say, you because you already know who you really are. You respond when you don't know. Or you respond when you have a carnal mindset, watch this, and you wrestle with flesh and blood. Did I hit you right there with that one? Was that a jab or a hook? Both? TKO? That's the reason why we respond, because we have not matured to the place where when someone approaches us talking crazy, that we look at them like, um, ain't wrestling with your flesh. That's a spirit. That's why I told you the Father going to have people, going to allow people to attack you on purpose. He's not going to make them. He's going to allow it. Because <clears throat> he needs to see. Jesus put into the wilderness, tempted, while he fasted, for 40 days. For 40 days before he entered into his ministry. We entered into ministry, had no test. That's why I said, mm, okay, I missed that. I got to bring that one out. That's why I called it glory, because the glory of God. That's why they associate wine with glory. How do you get wine? Press it. Got to press it out. That's why it's not the fruits of the spirit. It's fruit. Your fruit are going to be pressed. <laughs> You're going to be kind and they're not. And you got to make wine. You're going to be loving them to death, and they're going to hate you. You got to make wine. You're going to be kind. It's all outdoors, Shay, and you, they're not going to be kind back. It's time to make wine. Let them crush you. You got to be long-suffering. He's going to get the wine out you. He said the glory. <laughs> They're waiting for the glory. They ain't waiting on your shout. John 8 and 39. They answered and said to him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said to them, if you are Abraham's children, do the deeds of Abraham. Technons are recognized by its deeds. Your deeds prove who your father is. Your deeds prove. That's why he said if you are, if you are Abraham's technons, 
He could have said nepios. You got to pay attention. That's why you got to study. He could have said, if you are Abraham's, we are. He said, if you are his technons. Your deeds tell who your father is. Your feats, your endeavors, the things you chase, your actions, your reactions, your activities in your life, your manners. You... <laughs> How many of y'all had your mama say, you know I ain't raised you like that? <laughs> I forgot your name. <laughs> What's your name? Zay. I know I know you, <laughs> but, I, but I forgot it. <laughs> Zay raised his hand. You say it all the time. Well, I did not treat you to act like that. I had to catch Javon at home because Javon eat like a refugee. Okay, he eat like he's never seen food. I'm like, bro, go get a fork. He gonna go. He don't need the fork. He just no. Why am I doing that? Because when he go out in public, <laughs> he gonna do exactly what he doing at home, and he don't understand why I'm correcting him. Because he's not thinking like a parent. He's thinking like, what's wrong? I'm at the home. I'm sitting here. I'm just eating. Why are you bothering me? That's how he be looking at me. Because you're going to take your butt out there. You're going to do that. You're going to go across. Hey, can I, eat at, can I eat at Braylon House? No. Well, show me how you're going to eat first. <laughs> you got to give him some English. You know, gotta, you know what I'm saying? Some British English standards. Oh, chop! You got, you got to just go. <laughs> use the teacup. No, <laughs> I told them I have fun today. All right, we, y'all having fun? Let's do it. All right. Now he said this because Abraham was the father of faith. So he said, "If you're children of Abraham, you should be believing in me." The fact that you don't believe in me proves who your father is. Now, when you move down a couple scriptures, he told him plainly, your father is Satan. He said, based on your actions and me being from heaven, <laughs> you don't look nothing like us. That's a, who want that dream? Jesus pull up on you in your dreams, looking like Sonic type of <laughs> You don't look nothing like us. <laughs> we can tell by your deeds. We can tell by the things that you want to accomplish in life. I'm telling you, throw away your plans. Please throw them away. Because they only going to hinder what the Father has for you. If you think you know what you're supposed to, I have no idea what this church is going to be in five years. I don't care how many times people prophesy. I don't know how it's look. They didn't say it's going to be full. Kenan said, see people laying out. She even had a uh, uh, open vision that Bishop Oyedipo was in the booth looking at me, looking at us, pleased with what we're doing. I don't know what that means. I don't even know how to respond to that. I don't know. Philippians 2 and 14. Here goes some more stuff. All right. Do all things not some, 
do all things without grumbling and disputing so that you will prove. Who going to prove it? Say, I, not you. Don't point at me. What's wrong with y'all? I seen what you did there. <laughs> I know. I said, who's going to prove? <laughs> you must say, I am. <laughs> you said you. All y'all say you. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Technicality, right? It says, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent technons of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation amongst whom you appear as lights to the world. I told you, at the technon level, you are expected to prove yourself to be blameless and innocent amongst people. This is your responsibility, which means you have to be, you, which, which means this, you have to be focused on how you live your life in front of non-believers. The prodigal son said it like this. He said he came home. He said, I'm, I'm getting ready to go home. I'm going to come to my father, and I'm going to say this. Father, I have sinned in heaven's sight, against heaven, and in your sight. So at all times, your sin is against heaven, but you're doing it in the sight of unbelievers. And our, our job is to show them the way. So if we're not doing it the right way, we're not being lights. Because we are supposed to be the one that display divine truth. That's why it's okay to let somebody punk you out. I'm Oh, boy. Don't let them put their hands on you. Let me say that, okay? But you're going to have to let people say what they want to say to you and about you. You're going to have to let it happen. I don't care. They're gonna walk, you're going to be walking away. They're gonna, it's going to be a test. I'm going to tell you, Dre, you're a punk. And you're going to be looking like... <sighs> you're going to get the shaking and then sweat coming down. <laughs> No, yeah, I got to you. Yes. Yeah, see, they're going to tell you that. They're going to call you a punk. They're going to call you a chump. They're going to tell you, you this, you that. And what you got, what you, you got to respond like a child of God. You got to respond like a child of God. You got to appear as light in that situation because we know what darkness will do. Darkness will make them see darkness. Right, yeah. Because you want the next level, but you don't recognize when you're being tested for that next level. Because you think it's only going to come in giving. No. God don't want you being a millionaire beating people up either. <laughs> so watch this. The Bible says that we have to prove our ministry. The Bible says that we have to prove what is good and acceptable, of, uh, the perfect will of our Father. The Bible says that no weapon that is formed against us will prosper. And every tongue that rises against us in condemnation, we will prove it wrong. We will condemn it. It is your birthright. The Father is always looking at you saying, prove them wrong. 
Because that's what Satan is doing. Satan is trying to prove God wrong. He's trying to prove the father wrong. You made the wrong decision. You should have never saved Terry. You should have never saved her. That's what he's saying. You should have never saved Sierra. That's what Angel said. What is, you, what is man that you're mindful of him? Why are you so mindful of him? First John 3 and 10. It says, by this, the children of God and the children of the devil are obvious. <laughs> you should see how she poked her head up. <laughs> are obvious. By this, the technons of God and the technons of the devil are obvious. The obvious thing is the manifestation that they bring forth. That's obvious. That's the obvious thing. It says, anyone who does not do what? Practice righteousness. Imagine that. Now, what does it mean to practice righteousness? All that. But he lets you know that the children of the devil don't do that. So, if you want to be a children, child of the devil, just don't do that. <laughs> and it will be obvious. <laughs> See, he said you had an incline and decline. <laughs> he said it's obvious. You won't practice righteousness and you won't love your brethren. And that's the thing about the technon. The thing about the technon child is they are now, they want community, but just like teenagers, they find every reason to emancipate themselves to try to bring forth what they see in themselves. And ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a part of growing up. I mean, you know, children, when, they, when children are, are five years old, they never say, I can't wait to get out of your house. When they eight, they don't say it. When they 10, they don't say it, even when they 12. But as soon as they hit them 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, they just got this whole thing where they feel like, you know what? I got control of the whole boat. <laughs> they just feel like that. It's the same thing in the spirit. You just get to a certain place where you tired of hearing McKinley teach and you want to get your revelation out too. So you sitting back looking like, I can do that. I can teach too. He ain't the only one that can teach. He ain't the only anointed one. It's going to happen. I'm cool with it. You're right. But you just ain't got to the place where the Father can trust you. It's going to happen. It's supposed to happen. Somebody prophesy? Lisa prophesied? Somebody, I can prophesy too. <laughs> she ain't the only one here from God. But you don't be seeing that stuff she see, though. <laughs> it's going to happen. Am I right? Jealousy is a part of this walk. If you never get it, you never grow out of it.
First John three sixteen through eighteen. Last scriptures says, we know love by this, that he laid down his life for us, and we are to lay our lives for the brethren. But whoever has the world's goods and sees his brothers in need and closes his heart against him, he does, how does the love of God abide in him? How does the love of God abide in him? Here we go. Little children, little technons, let us not love with word or with tongue. Because when you're a nepios, <laughs> when you're a pation, you know kids love everybody. Everybody they friend. You say you love everybody. I, my friend, mm-mm. you get about, older you get, the, the circle just gets smaller. Because you realize your eyes are more open. So he said, at this stage, you should not be just loving with word. Your, in, in other words, it shouldn't be empty. Your words, it shouldn't be empty. You shouldn't just be saying, I love you. And now, watch this. It says, it says, let us not love with word or with tongue. So word is uh, uh, things that have no meaning, just empty words. Tongue is just rhetoric, okay? Just rhetoric, or poetically, or which means you try to make a person feel like you love them through just saying certain things, you know, whispering sweet nothings. But it tells us that the technon is not supposed to love with word or with tongue, but indeed, work, effort. You're supposed to invest your time. That's how you know I love you. And in truth, according to the Father's love, his love is unconditional. So what are we doing? We're growing from our love, out of our love, into his love. At the technon level, he said, I, I should see this in your life. I should see this. Amen? So, now, what we have to do, we have to continue to practice righteousness. We have to continue to grow in grace. What do I mean by growing in grace? Understanding that grace is a provision so that even when you make a mistake, it does not interrupt the relationship. Amen? Okay. So, what we have to do now is we have to continue to grow. If order for us to grow now, hmm, we're going to have to have a high level focus on imitating him. That's going to have to be your life agenda, imitating the father. Now, in order for you to imitate him, you got to know his actions. You have to know his ways, which means what? You got to get in the word. You got to talk to him. You have to learn his systems. You have to go to the podcast because most of that is right there. 